then Allah Ta'ala comes for discussion preferable is Allah for us for escape for the only refuge for this life we're going to have good moments left because the whole world nine with all prosperous moments is going to be a very difficulty and there is some entire life going to be going around sometimes because sometimes easy the only refuge for this preferable is Allah then turn to Allah Ta'ala rest for the design of Allah Ta'ala is to perform fine point design of Allah Ta'ala about the Rafi Khalqi Rahmani understand everything Created you in this manner, that means it's created an embodiment of the child that is mastered in this world, an embodiment of a tiny child, defies a petition, fires a midwife to usher him into the world. Although it's just approximately a two kilo chunk of flesh, that time it's totally you can't even move, you can't say anything, you can't turn around. That's embodiment of food, the embodiment of need. When this person grows and is coming towards his end, then again he's an embodiment of need. Old, ripe age that requires assistance of his friends, so an old age, son, wife, fires them again. And even when he's dead, then too he needs someone to do the burial order, to do the kafan and sell, to do the burial, etc. So from the beginning to the end, he's an embodiment of even the one that is wealthy. Wealthy also requires someone. Because for him to prosper, he requires the service of the poor person. And for the poor person also, for him to prosper, he requires the wealth. So Allah has created it interdependent. If someone is specialized in a certain field, he's an architect or he's an engineer, he also is an embodiment of need. He's got a a toothache, then he requires the services of a dentist. And even a dentist, if he's got a toothache, he requires someone else to come and see to him, attend to him. So can man say at any point that I am totally independent, I don't need any. So when he's created you like this, then that you are totally in, totally dependent. For the smallest need, for the greatest need, man is coming up, he needs his parents to take care of. And he's come up of age, then he requires a partner. And he live a life in total solitude. A normal man can't live a life of total solitude. He also requires someone to fill that life. So whether it is a wealthy person, whether it's an educated person, whether it's a professional person, unprofessional, life revolves around this pivot that we are dependent patients for love. But in this land of dependency, what Allah Ta'ala wants from us? What He wants from us is to show your dependence, to show your humility and your weakness, weakness your limitation, your helpless, and present it before Allah Ta'ala. Because everybody else is also helpless. Every other creation is also helpless. When he's helpless, he also requires Allah Ta'ala. When he requires Allah Ta'ala, then you also require Allah Ta'ala. So turn, they say, the king of India, Shah Jahan, was out for a hunting trip. Somewhere got lost, the distance he found, a hut. he went up and accommodated him, accommodated him in the hospitality, all the respect, and all that, whatever. He didn't know that he's the king. But as a person lost in the desert, let me look after the person, let me take care of him. Anyway, as Shah Jahan found his way in the morning, he says to the host, you know, if you come to Delhi, then this, this is my address you come up. When he comes up to Delhi, understands that this is the king, king of undivided India, subcontinent. Allah, he understands what a great person he is. Then he thinks to himself, you know, if I go, what he can do for me? What, what, how he'll bless me and how he'll come? But as he's going to Shah Jahan, he sees he just performed his namaz and he got his hands raised up in dua. So he thought to himself for a moment that if this person is in need, the needy person, how can he fulfill and how can he take care of my need? He's himself in need. When he himself is in need, that he can't take care of my need. I need to implore the person that he's employed. So, what Allah wants from all this, that we implore Him, we ask of Him at no time, at no moment, we show an attitude, we show arrogance, we show pride. No, we don't, we don't do that. Because we know we're an embodiment of need. And just now I'll have some needs, and then when I've got the need, then where that arrogance, where will it run away? Imagine a person for a very massive heart attack or excruciating pain with a toothache. And you see the person's color at that time. Can he show arrogance? Can he show pride at that time? So you've got all this within you. Heart problems you've got. But tooth problem, it's just a matter of Allah Ta'ala commanding it and it will happen. So when you know that you are so weak and you know you're so helpless, is it the right thing to show any attitude, to show pride, to show arrogance? So what Allah Ta'ala wants from us 
is we show humility at any given time. For that matter, every person wants that. If you are in a, in a commanding position or a boss, commanding position, then what you want from your staff, you want them to humbly conform to the rule required. Every boss or every person is taught in the authority he requires that. If Allah is asking you for the same, it's nothing different. It's asking you just to be humble, humble yourself. And then this place will become too enjoyable. Just that little bit of humility that you show, you understand who you are, and you understand that you've got weaknesses. So if the next person has got weaknesses, then why must I make a noise about it? I've, I've also got I've got my own weaknesses. Now, why must I then grumble and complain about the next person's weaknesses when I've got the same? So it's just about looking into yourself and you will discover the weakness. When you discover the weaknesses, then you don't have the heart to complain about this person and the second person and the third person. So when I understand myself to be an embodiment of needs, can I be proud? Can I be arrogant? Can I be showing attitude? Can I be boastful of myself? And I always be humble that I've got my own baggage. And this is the first key that will, will admit you into the presence of Allah. Humility. You lower yourself, not for any material gain. For the sake of Allah, you lower yourself. Sometimes it's material gain. So it is just an act of convenience. I want the job. So I'm acting very, very humble. I'm very submissive. I'm very humble just because of some convenience. I got it. I already confirmed now. I don't need to be humble any longer. Now I'll show my worth. So, that humility that is done only for Allah is a last. But if it's done just for some convenience or some material gain, then until you have secured the material, you will show humility, then it's just a show. It's not humility. That humility really is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then I ask you that if this is the attitude of every person, won't this place be a place of harm? I feel I'm nothing, I'm low, I subject myself, I lower myself only for the sake of Allah ta'ala. Then this place will be a place of total harm. Another book says in the Quran also, Lola is that when you see things that are not working out, difficulties coming up on your side, then why don't you humble yourself? Now, instead of going with the plan of Allah Ta'ala, we are going with our own own plan. I'll do this, and I'll get this thing here, I'll do I'll how long, how far you will run. There'll be a place where you'll understand that you're totally helpless. So Allah is telling you, why don't you follow my plan? How beautifully the Quran says, and when they are, they've boarded the ship, right? They boarded the ship and they are enveloped by waves. One side, the other side, from above and from below, you are being battered all the time. And at that time, what's your, what's your mind? At that time, you are calling Allah with all sincerity, all humility. The moment Allah delivers you to the shore of safety, then you are a different person. Then you forget all the promises that you Just now, you were in total humility, total devotion. But then when Allah brought you to the shore of safety, then you were a different person. Is this the type of attitude that you show to Allah an attitude of convenience? Allah just the time that I need you, I'll call you. And after that, I'll forget you. Is that the right? The relationship right? Are you getting married to a woman just for some convenience? You got some wealth, so I'll marry her for the wealth. And when you secure the wealth, then you just dump the person. Is that the right thing? Is the relationship right? So the relationship of, with Allah Ta'ala is not an ordinary relationship. It's a relationship that is of the highest. There can't be a relationship above that relationship. Because ultimately you have to go to Him. Start the journey from Him and you end to Him. You can't escape. You can't move away. So when you can't move away, then isn't, isn't this the most sensible thing that you turn to Him? And turn to Him all the time. Not just at the time of convenience. And don't be selective. Now I'll be humble and then when my work is done, then I need, don't need to be showing that humility. So that humility is not to be shown. You don't show that humility. You are humble. One is, I'm showing humility. That's a different thing. It's just a show off. It's just a front. But one is, you are humble. You think to yourself, I'm embodiment of, of total need. I'm embodiment of need. There's one morsel of food that you have taken. That also shows that how in need you are. You can't do without that. And when that food has entered your system, then too, you're not settled at yes as yet. Until the food is turned 
into energy, right? That amount of proteins, vitamins, carbs, etc., combined to make good blood, right? And the blood must then circulate, and the waste must be exited. Then you feel at ease. So can you see how much we are in? How much we are in need? So Allah is showing us that you are in need, like this, so that you turn to Allah, cry to Him, turn to Him, ask, ask of Him, and show that humility. And then you see how. The help of Allah Ta'ala is rushing towards people begin to take a liking for you. The malaika begin to take a liking for you. The whole world takes a liking for you. Why? Just because you show that humility, the respect to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. For no other. This is the one thing that Allah Ta'ala requires of us. When we look at the entire creation, this is one. The second thing that Allah Ta'ala requires of us is to, do, to show gratitude, to appreciate. At the time of difficulty, then we are groaning and moaning. Happening and this people are treating me and what they're talking about. But do you talk about the good moments? Do you talk about the blessings of Allah Ta'ala, the bounties of Allah Ta'ala, the good that people have done towards your wife? You're groaning about the, the type of treatment you are getting. But the moment that she served you and she did so much for you, do you forget all that? Are we un- so ungrateful? Or for that matter, any person, any other person, your father, what good he's done for you. One day he shouted you and your whole relationship just collapsed. Is that the right thing? Think about the moments, how much he advised you, he took out his time. He spent upon you, from his own pocket he spent upon you. Oh, all that is forgotten. Now I'm in a position of power and might. I've forgotten the old man. Is that the right? Just because of the one word or the two words that he showed you, then you forgot the person. But you don't realize how much he's doing for you. Similarly, if you look at people, then how much they do for us. The, the ordinary Imam Sahib that is leading the namaz, how much sacrifices he made. He has to prepare someone to the musalla at on the time and lead the congregation. Isn't that a great responsibility, a great obligation he's executing. And then now, if one, two moments that Imam Sahib did something that was against our temperament, so we not reverse our whole relationship with and forget all the good that we are enjoying at his hands, at his knowledge, at his knowledge. We forget all that. So man is too forgetful. So the second thing Allah Bak wants from us is, Allah Bak doesn't want to punish. Just have the right iman and show appreciation. So Allah Bak doesn't need to punish. Why must he punish? But he's saying, why must he punish? But so the gratitude from the recess of the heart, not just uh, a convenient gratitude. Sometimes you are showing the gratitude, but just because of some convenience. Right? Like how it happens with people, you've got a, some, someone is attending to you, hostess is attending to you, or Roman is attending to you in a shop, that you do compliments and thank you, very good service, etc. But what's in your mind? Your mind is something else. You are trying something else. You're trying something else. Intentions are corrupt. So just for the additional comfort, you are showing all this work. So that's not gratitude. That is food girls. That is some... You've got some other motive, some other agenda. For that other agenda, you're showing that gratitude. That is not the right. So with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just because He's your creator, just because He's bestowed you, and innumerable favors that He's given you, just one thing that I count always, is just that intelligence, give you the right, the right level of understanding, reasoning, putting things in perspective. How much don't we owe it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? For a moment, think that if that understanding, that reasoning, that intelligence is, is deleted, are you worth anything after? Is, is there any value of that man? We delete that intelligence. So you enjoying these gifts of Allah Ta'ala all the time. One, two times you find some difficulty and you've got the heart to complain. No, Allah Bakr, these things are not working out for me. Do we have the heart to complain? So these two things what Allah Bakr wants from us. One is to show that humility. Then you are a normal Muslim. You are a good Muslim. You are a normal Muslim. If you don't have it, then you are abnormal. Not normal. When you look at yourself in this whole equation, right, in this whole equation of the universe, you are nothing, not even an atom. So what you are supposed to be showing is that you are an atom to remain like that. You are sand, you are dust, remain dust. And the second thing that Allah Bakr wants of you, and from all of us, is that level of gratitude, appreciation. So we don't look at one, two single problems and then take a decision from there. Look at the good that we're getting, the, the comforts that we're getting, the bounties that we're enjoying all the time, the good that people are doing. If there is a mistake here and there, we overlook the mistake. We have got also baggages. We want our, our mistakes and our baggages to be wiped off. If Allah had to expose us, what would, what would, we, what would, we, would be of us? He had to expose us from the day we got 
of age. And now, what will be of us? He's covered us. We cover others. He's forgave us. He's forgiven us. But we forgive others. And we carry on. Not that we deliberately hurt someone. But if it is that someone made a mistake, overlook that, overlook. And we aspire, we long for that. That Allah must forgive us as well. So this, these two things Allah Bakr wants from us. One is the humility. And number two is appreciation. Then that Muslim is gaining right through. There is in a moment, there is in a second then, that that Muslim that is showing humility all the time and he's showing gratitude and appreciation. Never can he be at a loss. That's all. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوت بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحدوا الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنتوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن النفس لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوا فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين فاك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وأقضاهم علي أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله عنهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين 
الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم ورضا من بعدي فمن ومن أبغضهم فببغض أبغضهم وخير أمتي قبني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم سنه وفي الآخرة حسنه وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المجاهدين في كل مكان عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر مع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الدين ياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجن ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة نعمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبن كيف خلقت وإلى السماء 
كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله